wanted to uh, talk some football, college football. Always a good time to talk college football here on the Zone Sports Network. And bringing in Andrew Mitchell. He's the head coach of the Snow College football program. And Coach Mitchell, thanks again for joining us. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Uh, let's start off here. We were talking in the break. I was talking with Brian, and obviously you guys have a long-standing relationship. I hear you guys were roommates once upon a time down there in Ephraim. Uh, but we were talking about the fact that Snow College, you guys are essentially on an island here with multiple states between you and other junior college football programs as it stands currently. You as the head coach down there, what is your perception? What has kind of been your experience so far through one year of being a, a JUCO independent? Uh, there's been some challenges. I think the uh, I'll start by saying though that the silver lining uh, from kind of losing our league, so to speak, with the Arizona schools dropping their programs is that um, we're, our our talent level has increased tremendously. And it's um, you know, like you said, we're kind of on an island, and so out really in the Western United States, we're the last standing uh, scholarship junior college football program, and so we market ourselves as such, and one that's obviously built up along long-standing tradition of having a lot of success and so um that's it's been interesting we've we've kind of ventured outside of the region a little bit more in recruiting and knowing that uh, we can have a little bit more of a draw um beyond you know utah and idaho and in colorado more down into las vegas and even southern california and in the pacific northwest and so uh in terms of our recruiting and our talent i think it's been a huge help um, but the challenges of, of scheduling, um, those, those will continue. Uh, I think, uh, right now we're, we're, we're looking good to have an 11 game schedule next year, a 10 or 11 game schedule. But, uh, last year being behind the eight ball with the transition and turnover in the coaching staff, it was, it was a bit of a challenge, but, uh, definitely learned a lot in year one. That's going to think I help us have a little bit, uh, easier travel schedule this year for us, which would be really good. Coach, you mentioned the recruiting is, is, is part of the lifeblood of, of any college football program, but especially the JUCO ranks where there is so much roster turnover. As you've gone out and about, have you felt like the reputation of football here in Utah has helped you as you spread your message? I know that you have ties with places in, in Texas and California and even some as far away as Australia. Has, has the Utah reputation helped you at all, or is that something where you're still trying to introduce kids to what exactly happens here in state? No, I, I think there's a, a growing perception uh, that that there's a lot of high-quality uh, talent here in the state of Utah in terms of football talent, and uh, I think that's held up for the most part. I think uh, people, you, you, I mean, you see it. It's, it's not really a, a matter of opinion anymore. There's schools recruiting the state of Utah from all over the country at a high level now, and, and Utah's producing uh, a lot of players that are moving on and being really productive at a high level. So I think uh, there is a reputation that that uh, has helped us, I believe. Although uh, it's a little bit different given that we're, our our mission and objective is a little bit different than maybe other other schools in the state. Yeah, and that that's that's kind of the next question I wanted to ask you about is you guys as a junior college football program, your roster turnover every two years essentially it turns over completely here. But you guys are a feeder program for multiple FBS, FCS, regardless of the level of college football these these young men are playing at. You guys are a feeder program for that, and. When it comes to snow, I know it's got a proud tradition. I have had siblings that went to school down there in Ephraim. They love their experience down there. 
But in the day and age of this, it's kind of funny to think about the fact that coming up this coming season, we are going to have an independent football program in the state that plays at the FBS level, speaking of BYU, an FCS level program in Dixie State, and then yourselves at the JUCO level as an independent. I look at that, and it's just a fascinating case study, I feel like, for football in general. No, it's, it is. It, it is kind of interesting, uh, and I didn't put a whole lot of thought into that, but it is, uh, you know, there's, it presents some unique challenges. I think uh, talking with Paul, they know there's going to be some big challenges ahead for them down there at Dixie, um, and it's the same for us. But I, I look at the opportunity it presents for our kids. I mean, with the way recruiting has changed, it's really hard to hide talent, um, but I think there is still something to – uh, visibility when you go and travel and play a national schedule, you're getting your kids in, in front of more sets of eyes uh, in different recruiting circles around the country. And we've already kind of seen that from this past season. I know that will continue. And it's interesting that it really, to me, I, I see it as an advantage for our kids to, uh, like I said, increase their upward mobility a little bit recruiting with just being in front of more, more, more coaches in different parts of the country. You mentioned the fact that you're getting these kids a lot of exposure. Last year, it was like going; it was going to places like Kansas, uh, Florida, Iowa. Um, have you seen that help out on on the recruiting as you talk to these kids and and trying to get them to come to middle of nowhere in Utah, where it nine nine months out of the year it smells real funky and and you only have one stoplight and you're trying to sell these kids on an experience? Does that help? the fact that you're able to go and, and kind of see other parts of the world rather than just being stuck in Ephraim? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I and think and that's not like to I disparage said, Ephraim at all because you and I both know the true gem that it is, but, you know, from an outsider's that's, perspective. That's, that sounds like that, that's, it sounds like that's what you're doing, but I'm not <laughs> Hey, they, they've got a Walmart in Ephraim now. They, they've made it. They've made it now. They've got that Walmart down. The Little Caesars stays open late. It's fine. <laughs> This place has evolved. You, you're not giving it enough credit, but no, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a an opportunity for them to get out and and have experiences uh, that they probably most of these kids haven't had yet. But also, like I said, it's interesting going back to two years ago. We had an offensive lineman here named Blake Bettier. We went and played Iowa Western in the bowl game. Um, this is just before we, we became an independent and. It's interesting. Is is the week or two weeks as we were getting ready for that bowl game? I got calls about Blake from coaches that had had conversations with uh, coaches on the Iowa Western staff, and you know, basically, when that happens a lot in recruiting in junior college, they'll say, "Hey, what do you have at the at each position?" And then they say, "Well, what have you seen at other positions that maybe you don't have a guy that fits the profile of what we need?" And multiple coaches that we played, you know, all over the country had, had spoken about about Blake and me. He ends up playing at, at the University of Baylor in the Big 12 in Texas, and and that was probably a surprise to a lot of people, given that you know we're sitting here in Pac-12 and Mountain West country in terms of recruiting. But uh, we sent, I think, three guys to the Big 12 that year off that roster. But it's interesting that you know there's certain coaches in, in junior college football that have credibility and that um, have done it the right way. And and when you play those teams and there's more eyes on you, it's, it's kind of unorthodox sometimes, but the way that you get these kids and their names out there can be can be different. You talk about the the recruiting angle, and you said you guys are getting more exposure now, where you recruit more nationally. But the backbone of your teams, I think, by similar to the, a lot of the other college football programs in the state, the backbone of your program will be built here in the state of Utah. How important is recruiting the high schools here in state for you? It that will always be a priority. Um, 
And I think if you really want to take it a step further, if you look at any sustainable uh, model of a college football program at any level around the country, if they've been good for an extended period of time, they have done extremely well um, attracting productive players, players from their own backyard. And that's always been the, the core of what Snow College is all about. And I'll, I'll never, as long as I am able to be here, I'll never uh, not not be that way about it. And that won't be our approach. Uh, it won't. Just because if you go back over the last 20 years, uh, there's been a lot of high-level players that have played at Snow, and a good portion of them are from within two to three hours of our campus. And, and, and the mission of this college and this athletics program is to serve uh, student-athletes from the state of Utah. And that's always going to be 60 to 70% of our roster. And we know that. And um, we know there's a lot of really good players in Utah. And there's still, even though, like I said, it's being recruited more probably than ever, there's still a good number of overlooked um, recruits in the state that, that we brought in and will continue to do so that are uh, basically make up the nucleus of our program. You know, you just wrapped up your signing day class, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, and it looks like you guys had a really good run, a variety of names, a few bounce backs. Who are some of the kids that you want to highlight from that class? And uh, who do you expect to be contributors as, as you roll into the fall, uh, upcoming fall schedule? Well, we, we lost a lot of guys off of our defense, and so it's hard to really specify a specific area there that we were going after. It was really everything. We have a couple uh, – Guys going back along the defensive front that we're expecting big things from, and um, Vita Fotu, uh, Lucky Fotu's little brother that was here last year with us, we expect him to make a big jump this year. But and a couple other returners. Uh, but in terms of guys coming in, we knew we needed to upgrade our talent um, really at all of our skill positions. Um, we do have a good number of guys coming back on offense, but we knew offensive line wise we were losing a bunch of guys and. We were aggressively out uh, recruiting offensive linemen, and so we actually came across a kid named Jordan Moko that's from uh, Brisbane, Australia. Relatively new to the game, like a lot of kids over there, but um, had some film and has has some foundation as an offensive lineman. And what he did have on film was very good. <laughs> he, Jordan. Uh, oh, no, okay, now hold on, because you called me out for uh, for downplaying my uh, hometown that Ephraim. Very good is a very light way of describing what he is on film because he is an absolute well, monster. Yeah, he's, he's got all the physical tools to play for a very long time. He, he has a lot to learn, but there's, there is a, a set of tools there that are, that are extremely hard to find, and we're very fortunate to have him here with us because uh, he's a great kid, ex- just an extraordinary kid, from, comes from a great family, hard worker, um, but he has all the tools to be very, very good, um, and it's all in front of him because he's still so new and raw to the game of football and but has a great attitude and has been, has been on campus now for a month and it looks extremely good. Um, yeah, and he, he's one that people will hear about for a long time around the state. Uh, there's gonna, he'll have a number of, of people trying to get after him here in the next several months and already kind of is getting some traffic from schools really all over the country. Um, and then uh, we had a BYU signee, uh, Lee Salatai, who's from Hawthorne High School in Los Angeles. Um, he uh, served a two-year LDS mission and got back in the fall. And uh, we were able to get him up here, excited about him. He, he goes 6'7". He's probably gotten down. He lost a few pounds. He's down to about 330 right now, but extremely athletic for how how big and long he is. He's extremely athletic. Um, Jasper Freitz, he's another international kid who actually came to us this semester from uh, Cal Berkeley. 
Uh, grew up in Germany. I played two years of high school football at Aquinas in San Bernardino, California. Um, massive human being. Also, uh, he's he's a little bit bigger than 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 Lee Sala. He goes about six seven. He's well over three hundred forty pounds right now, but also extremely athletic for for his size. Um, and and like I said, you know, uh, a couple of good high school kids from in the state here. Cormac Boyer, uh, more of an interior offensive lineman, coming from Roy High School. Um, and, and a number of other guys, but uh, we, you know, like I said before, four two four transfers are, you know, aka the bounce backs that everyone talks about. That's never been our our main event or something that we really put up all of our eggs in, you know, that basket, so to speak. But we have a good number of those guys this year that that could be really really special. One of another uh, D lineman from named Robert Fuentes is from UTSA in Texas. Uh, he goes. He's probably six four, two hundred forty five pounds, but extremely long, athletic kid. Um, and then, man, the list goes on and on. I, I top of my head, and another guy in state, Cole Hogan, that a lot of people from the state would know about from Weaver High School. He's a quarterback, but he's also a hell of an athlete. Extremely tough kid, wrestler. Um, kind of checks all the boxes that we look for from our in state kids. Of being a kid that's extremely blue collar, great family, and will come in and be. Uh, a great fit here at Snow College. Um, so, yeah, a number of guys. And, and you know, it's interesting. Uh, we end up signing a, a linebacker from the Pacific Northwest up near Seattle, uh, Peter Latu, who a lot of diehard Utah fans probably know his name. He was a highly sought-after Pac-12 recruit, really became more of a national recruit. He's over 6'4". Uh, probably projects to be more of an outside linebacker, but could potentially play inside the box for us um, and at the next level, depending on how his body develops. Um, but freakish athlete. Uh, at one point, I believe he was committed to Oregon. Um, so he'll he'll we're excited to see what he does when we get him down. He'll be down here in the summer. Um, but yeah, there's there's a number of other kids. Yeah, so we're excited. Like I said, it, there's been. And this is coming from a guy that I have a full appreciation for the caliber of dudes that have come through here over the years, but we're really excited about, about this group of guys. I, I can vouch that there's no way that, that I would survive on this roster by comparison. <laughs> well, it, Things have changed, yeah. It's a different looking group of kids for sure. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you about that, just in terms of how the evolving landscape of just college football recruiting in general. We we see it at the FBS level. We cover the in-state programs heavily here on the station with Utah State, BYU, and Utah. But even at your guys' level where you're recruiting, how how different is it as compared to when you were playing versus what it is like today as now as a coach? It's drastically different. Um, you know, Snow's always produced or been known to produce, uh, you know, O-line, D-line, tight ends, an occasional quarterback, uh, and an occasional skill player. But for us to compete against the teams we're competing against now, uh, the schools from Kansas and Iowa and other schools out east, we knew that was a huge emphasis going into last year's recruiting class as well. We had to upgrade our perimeter uh, skill talent, whether that be on the offensive side and on the defensive side. Uh, There's just teams we're playing now that, that have FBS caliber receivers and DBs everywhere and for us to be able to have a chance to to compete and continue to score a lot of points we knew uh we had to to go after some guys a little more aggressively than they've done in the past in recruiting and so uh, i think we've had some success doing that now you have to balance that and reconcile that with the community that we live in and know that these kids have to be a fit you know we can't bring in kids from all over the country that don't fit the profile of of what snow college is and will Mm -hmm. always be about and so uh that 
that's a challenge as well with a limited recruiting budget when you're not able to get in front of these kids in person as much as say you would at BYU or the University of Utah doing in-home visits and so on for a year and a half. But uh, we do the best we can with the resources we have to make sure these kids are, are high-quality kids and high-character kids that will uh, represent Snow College well. Hey, Coach Mitchell, of course, you and uh, you have a relationship here with Brian. I wanted to give you an opportunity can you give us some insight on what Brian was like when you guys were together down there in Ephraim? I think the first draw, uh, the first, the spark to our, our, our flame, our friendship was Brian had some pretty good cooking skills. Uh, and I think he was doing, he did some Sunday dinners and things like that. And, uh, he knew the way to my heart and, uh, yeah. So we, we became fast friends. Um, and you know, it's funny is, you know, I, I played at Snow. I played at Oklahoma State. I bounced around the NFL for a little bit. But my my best friends, some of my best friends, were from my year and a half that I spent down here in Ephraim. And it's it's a hard thing to explain to someone that never had the Snow experience. But uh, it it takes a special kind of place to to you know have a those kind of bonds where there's not a lot going on. There's not a lot to do, so you get creative. And sometimes you do some things that are probably not very smart. But uh, <laughs> That's what creates the cool stories and memories and all those sorts of things, and we had a lot of those for sure. You can save some of those stories for uh, kids that want to take recruiting trips down there. That's correct. I'm yeah. just gonna I'm gonna text you afterwards and get some more dirt on Brian. Is that, does that work for you, Coach? Yeah. I'd rather not be documented. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. We, we'll, we'll make we'll make it a phone conversation. Okay, that'll work. That's that's a sign of a head coach, right yeah, there. Exactly. Well, yeah. Coach, we can't yeah. thank you enough for taking some time to join us here on the Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. We look forward to covering you guys throughout this upcoming off season. Also, look forward to you, what you guys do this coming fall. All right. I appreciate the time, and, and also just wanted to mention that on April 25th, we will be having a walk-on trial oh, for any of our yep. in-state kids that, that uh, are still looking for an opportunity and, and all that stuff. All our information is at snowbadgers.com, but thank you guys for having me. Okay, so April 25th, you said, right? Yes, sir. All right, we will we'll make sure to get the word out about that. We'll tweet that out, et cetera. All right, Coach, thanks so much for the time. You bet. Have a good weekend.